Hey, it's Karen, Coach's Corner Chat Podcast. Super excited for this episode as I talk with my son, Bryson Boyle, the son of the coach. We get into his high school playing experience, mindset, dealing with COVID, what it's like to have your dad as the coach of your high school program, and even more. I can't wait for you all to listen to this. He did an awesome job. I love you, Bryson. Enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Karen. This is Coach's Corner Chat Podcast. Um, and I'm excited to talk with Bryson. Thanks for uh, being on today. You're, you're welcome. Um, Bryson uh, is my my youngest son. I have three kids, so I have two boys and, um, and a daughter. And Bryson um, is in his senior year at Middletown, um, played soccer this past year for the, for the high school. And uh, he said to me a couple weeks ago, he said, Dad, you keep putting all these things out, podcasts and stuff like that. When are you going to let, like, start talking to some players and such? And uh, so I thought, hey, this would be a great opportunity to kind of chat it up and, uh, and what have you. So Bryson's been cool enough to hop on here with his papa. So, um, so Bryson, uh, give us some uh, some background. Like, how long have you been doing soccer and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> okay, uh, I've been playing for a while since I was like, I don't know, four, five. You know, starting way back in candy league, um, and ever since then, it's just kind of been my thing, my go-to. Um, it's, it's kind of what I'm known for. Like, oh, he's the soccer player, you know. Um, yeah, so a while, probably like ten years. Did um, so with your senior year just wrapping up? Um, what were what was your uh, what was the experience of high school soccer for you? Was it something that you're glad you did, or what it's, was I'm the experience like, overall? I'm bittersweet about it. Like I, 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 you know, I love the experience. I love love my teammates. You know, love my coaches. Um, but you know, there were some you know trials and tribulations that that uh and uh. There, there's some drawbacks to it um and just so what like were the, what were some of the drawbacks i mean injuries sicknesses um you know kind of previous coaching um at times and just uh player at work ethics like mostly things out of my control um yeah i could have you know preserved a couple injuries by resting another week or so so and, you know i take responsibility for that but things out of my control um kind of hurt high school soccer in my eyes like I don't know it just added difficulty to uh like COVID this year um especially my senior year no one wants that so it definitely made it hard to stay positive um you know going into freshman year with you know some terrible glass ankles you know having hurt both of them over the summer you it's you're already at a setback and then mono sophomore year obliterates my whole season my last one with my brother so um it's bittersweet uh how so you brought up COVID this year what kind of effects did that have on um you know I've shared with people but what kind of things that share with the people that have don't know about our program what things what what did the COVID experience do for our our program this past fall um in my four years even being hindered by COVID this was the best our team had bonded this was the most 
players we had coming out to you know conditionings they they were they were intense they were better than they are past conditionings um and there was like a sense of like people were buying in this year um it, it didn't feel like an after school curriculum or uh, extra school activity it was just like you came out here and, and there was the goal that we wanted to be good um whether we <laughs> would get there or not uh if, if you'd see a record based off wins you probably say no. I think we came pretty close um, to. I think COVID hurt, but I think um, I think we had a lot of improvements, um, and it's definitely like a huge step in the right direction. I think without COVID, um, Middletown would have been uh, a force to be reckoned with. What what things like and specifically what did what did the COVID? What things did you guys have to deal with? Like in terms of, was there cancellations, shutdowns? What do you, what what did this program? What were the like things that were put on the program itself? Um, so we were allowed to start trainings, or well, conditionings, um, June first, and it wasn't like a normal conditioning. You know, we were set up in groups of four. Each group had about nine or ten players in it. All were six feet apart, and um, from there you had uh, we had four coaches. Um, and each coach would have one group and they would run you through, you know, the conditionings. We had some groups that were stronger than others. So their conditioning might've been tuned more difficult and we had weaker groups where it would be a little bit more lenient with, you know, the time or how fast, how many. Um, that being said, like the whole, all the program worked really hard, um, no matter the difficulty. Um, and people, kids stepped up to the challenges. Some kids got moved groups, um, whether up or down. Um, there wasn't really like a, the better kids are here. It was more of kind of like a, you know, a grade thing, but there was at, at a time that you could tell there was a physically stronger and weaker group. Mm -hmm. um, and so you kind of like, I don't know me, I just wanted to be the best in my group. Um, the strength wise, not my strong suit, but I think fitness, I could, it was always a thing for me. So when I see someone else start catching up on me, it was like, Oh, I, I want to beat them. It wasn't set up as a race, but that's what it felt like. It was like a, competitiveness between all of us but it was like mutual respect um and then our next then we were allowed to get touches on the ball um and even that every time before practice coaches would spray down wipe they'd show up early spray down all the cones all the balls everything after practice they do the same um and we weren't no contact so it was probably like 15 yard passing passing drills rondos things like that um and then we moved on to full practices slash conditionings again um more con we're allowed contact um and that was for a short while and then we got court like our whole district shut down sports for three weeks before our season so we didn't get tryouts um they opened up sports for us again tryouts on saturday game on tuesday so i mean losing three three weeks of preparation definitely hurt yeah the COVID thing is was a pain um and it sounds like every year that you've had like your freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, you've had some type of obstacle. Um, this time, not so much, like specifically you, you didn't get sick, you didn't get injured. So that was a bonus. Um, the other thing, and, and this is why I was excited to talk to you about this, was when I got the opportunity to interview for this position and talk to it, I came to you and I said, uh, you know, Bryson, I may end up becoming the varsity coach at Middletown. Would that be something you'd be on board with? Or, and I even said, like, if it was something that would, you know, bug you, um, I would do something else. Uh, 
So what experience, what, what was it like, you know, and I'll share my two cents being the dad in the mix, but how, what was the experience like having your, your actual dad as the coach of your, of your soccer team this year? Yeah, I didn't think it was, I mean, I, I actually, a lot of the teammates asked me, like a lot of my teammates had come to me and were like, what do you think about, you know, your dad being this? And ultimately, you know, it, it was about this will expand our program. It will make you guys 10 times better. Um, he's already, all three of our seniors have all worked with you. Um, obviously, you've been my coach basically my whole life. Same with Enrique, same with Mason Durst. You were always a coach in his ear, you know, training him and helping him. So all three seniors had had, had you. We all know what you can do and what you bring. So it always be selfish of me too, because you're my dad. And that was never an option. I always wanted you to be the coach. Um, but all, all 30, 38, 40 of us, they deserved a coach like you. So if, if it came down to me, I was, I was always on board with it. Uh, I was like, I will say this, there was kind of a social aspect, you know, you know, my friends were, you know, we're teenagers. So for a while there, I'm like, Oh, maybe it'll be like a little awkward. But as soon as soon as we got in the first conditioning, First time all the boys were together is me. We're all there. That just complete. It was completely fine. Everything ran smoothly. We had a good relationship with the players. You know, you knew all my friends. Like, like we were all good friends. Even the coaches. You know, we have some younger coaches who I think is great for the program. We all love them. You know, a little banter here and there between the players and coaches. I think it's good for the environment. I think the the cool thing for me being my first year was um, always having you to share your like two cents because you're the one that was out there on the on the pitch the majority of the time um so it was really cool I think after games you were like my player on the field or yeah. my coach on the field I guess um so it was always really cool to get your feedback um on that and I think for me I thought you handled it really well because like you said when you were on the field it was just business so you just kept you worked to be the best in your group at whatever it happened to be at that time um which I think is why the kids, the players and the boys looked up to you so much with that. But I think, like you said, I don't, I was worried too. What would, if something would go on, um, you know, would something kind of come back as someone hold it against you or, um, you know, a parent or whatever, you know, you could think of all the different scenarios, but it never came up. So I think um, you did what was expected and you did at a high level. And then I think I, hope to think that I did the same thing kind of at the same level, like you said, and we were consistent um, in terms of things. Cause if I ripped into a player, I ripped into you as well. You know what I mean? So it was one of those like, Quite a few. yeah, <laughs> the coaching uh, wasn't like uh, hopefully too much geared away from just you. Cause you were my kid and what have you. But uh, so uh, in, in the big, in the big, in the big scheme of things, uh, do you, here's a big question. What are, now that your high school is over. So this is the big thing. I think a lot of kids, this would be awesome for other coaches to see is so you've gone through four years of high school uh, semester to go. Um, what things, so you're looking toward the future a little bit. Uh, what kind of things are you right now kind of looking at choice wise and, and, and looking forward to. Uh, I think the main one is whether or not I want to play college soccer. Um, because soccer has been, you know, my passion's been my go-to thing all my life. Um, I almost feel like I'd be kind of like empty or lost without it. Like, I don't know what I would do. You know, I'd have so much more free time. I have to definitely pick up some more hobbies and um, hopefully they're, you know, good things. Like maybe I'll 
know, basketball or like something to keep me active, exercising. Um, and but it's also like you know, high school has had its its ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster, and you know, with that comes you know, stress of managing school and 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 you know, the social the social hierarchy that is high school. You know, so you know, there's a lot of anxiety and ups and downs, high emotions throughout the season. Um, and I just know that college is a big step up and, you know, college coaches will tell you that, that there is a, there is a new amount of, you know, takes more focus, more responsibility, and there is a little bit of stress added to it. But, at, you know, that's what, that's, if you love the game, you love the game. And that's just a, a con to it. Um, but it's not, that's, that will not hinder my decision because I know at the end of the day, I, I will be able to manage it. Um, and it won't be anything that I can't handle. Um, or else no one else would do it. So. So are you, have you got, you're going through right now, the filling out the, you filled out applications, done all the FAFSA fun stuff. And now are getting like um, decisions from colleges and such. Yeah. So um, if I, um if I do play soccer, it'll probably be at Bluffton. Um, okay. And I mean, at the moment I'm kind of gearing more towards playing soccer. Um, you know, I've been watching some messy highlights, breaking down some film again, just watching some some huddle. Um, even my old highlights from like sophomore year, you know, I watched like I watched the Monroe game last night, and it's just, you know, it just makes me smile. Like I just I just love watching it. And all I want to do right now, like every day, I want to just go to the field. You know, it's freezing cold. We don't have nets up at the high school, which you know I don't understand why, but that's a different problem. Um, but yeah, I just want to get touched on the ball, you know, indoor once a week. I love playing in that. Um, so yeah, I, and I want to go to a program too, where it's like, you know, I can make an impact instantly. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to a program and play my junior and senior year. I want to come in my freshman year, and you know, I honestly lead the team. Um, you know, I've been a captain my senior year, and I don't plan on changing that when I go into a freshman year. You know, I, I know realistically it's not going to happen. I'll be a captain, but that doesn't mean I won't be a leader. Um, so even if the people, you know, I want to intimidate some people. I want to come here, workout start at six. I'm here at five already lifting, you know, and I want people to look at me like, oh, he's, he's a try hard. Like he's, he's the kid that, you know, he, he always tries his hardest, but I will also be the best. So that's kind of why, like, I want to go to college. I feel like I have a lot more to prove. I have a lot more potential that, you know, I haven't really scraped or touched. And uh, yeah, I just feel like, when I go to college, um, if it is to play soccer, I'll see some of that potential and it'll just make me drive more towards it. So if you're not, uh, what are your options? Like, so you, if you don't do the soccer route, what are some other options that you're looking at? Um, either Ohio state and Miami realistically, um, are the two, um, I've also thrown, you know, bounced around with the potentially joining the military, um, uh, it has a lot of benefits and, you know, I always wanted to be part of something, you know, bigger than myself. So, uh, I mean, regardless of college, that military is always, um, you know, I could do, you know, my four years and then go to the military, serve, get get college paid for, get my master's and whatever I decide to do in life, I can, you know, push on from there. Um, and I do think that the military has a lot of life uh, skills. Um, a lot of, I mean, I always loved how the military, the first thing they do is, you know, make their bed in the morning. So at least they've done one thing right. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you live by a mindset like that, like next play, that was my big thing this season, make a mistake next play. You know, even with the positive, sometimes you can't let it get to your head. Um, and for some reason, the military just always strikes me as like a humble, like a get it done. 
But um, honestly, I'd probably end up going to my, my Miami or Ohio State if I don't play soccer. What? So you just brought up uh, next play. So what? What exactly was that all about? Okay, so um, usually I would, you know, in the past I would, I would, you know, make a bad pass, turn it over, bad touch, trying to take someone one on one, get stuck, um, and I would just I sit there and then you ask me about half, you ask me after the game and you know a personal experience of like, like oh do you remember this play and I'd be like I'm like yeah but did you remember you know the time I tried to nutmeg some kid and I bounced off a shin guard and or I, I try to play a pass up out to my right back and I put it out of bounds. Um, it was always, I always focused on the negative and I couldn't focus the rest of the game. There's always, it was always in my head, like in the back of my head, like, yeah, but you just had a shocking touch, like, or you just let that defender run by you. And um, so this year, my big thing was next play, just get over it. Um, and so I'd go into tackles, I'd lose, we'd lose a 50-50, next play, who am I marking? Like, oh, backdoor runner, that's me, I'm onto that. I make a pass, gets intercepted, next play, go transition to, to defense. If, if they're breaking down the sideline, but I see a man running in the middle and Enrique, you know, our right back is going and maybe there's a gap filling. I fill that gap. Next play. We get the ball. Next play. I'm back on offense. I get the ball, swing it. Good pass. You know, next, like, feel like enjoy the confidence boost, you know, get on the ball again, make another good play, but still don't think I'm going to go out there and be the best player in the field. So I always kind of try to keep a level head. And for some reason, next play, I mean, I use it in everyday life. You know, I miss a question on a test, next play. It's over with. I can't change that. Mm-hmm. So I go on to the next one. And uh, I don't know. That's really – next play is really, like, those two words. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but they really do make a difference. So, like, that whole, like – I mean, during quarantine, you really push, like, like the mental game of soccer, how it's way more than the physical. And uh, I think if, if teams and players wholeheartedly bought in, I mean, I've, it changed my game completely. Um, so I think if you can get a program of kids or even just 10 or 11 that buy in like that, it'll make a huge difference. Um, so the one thing that, that you've talked about is, is being able to control those things that you can control. Um, when you spoke about earlier about injuries, sickness, um, and like COVID. And even now as we work through the COVID type thing, um, has – I don't know where I want to go with this. Like has, uh, how has, how has the, the COVID learning experience like educationally and such changed for you and what things do you miss? Like, so here's your senior year. And a lot of people talk about this, your group, like last year, the end of junior year was a mess. Um, so what things, what things do you feel like you're missing out on? Um, maybe some of the pros and cons of like type of learning that you guys are doing. Um, I'm, I'm like a very sentimental person. I always get sad when school's over, you know, it's another year. Um, it's another, you know, it, it, and it's mixed emotions, you know, I'm excited to graduate, but I'm sad. You know, I feel like I, I had so much more I could have brought to, you know, the program or just my high school in general. Um, and as a senior, I wish I would have done more things, you know, it's just, you know, there's a school, school play, shoot, why not join it? Mm-hmm. You know, like looking back, there's just things I, you know, I missed opportunities. And like I said, the next play, I'm over it. So um, uh, I am very sentimental, though. And so junior year, my favorite year so far, um, you know, my favorite, some three of my favorite classes of all time were that year and uh, having them get cut short. And it was kind of abrupt. Um, we knew it was going to happen, but we all thought it was maybe going to be like a week or two weeks off. 
um, and then never going back, never talking to my teachers over Zoom, never, there was no sort of engagement from March to, you know, August when school started back up and it was a whole new year. Um, and then on Zoom, it's, is you get on at, you know, seven, eight in the morning, you just wake up. There's no, you know, there's no cold shower to wake you up in the morning, no eating breakfast. Like I roll out of bed, hop on a Zoom, and then, you know, I, I have like, uh, you know, I have a study called this period, so I don't go. So, you know, I might go back to bed. Um, and for a while, I'd wake up in the morning, you know, hit the gym. Um, then soccer started coming around. So I'm like, I don't want to, you know, we're in season. I don't want to risk like pulling something, you know, lifting. So I stopped doing that. And honestly, school is, it's hard to motivate myself um, for school. I'm, like I'm quite lazy. Um, and then, you know, I'm still like, oh, I need to get this done. And it's not that I don't get it done. It's just not that I, you know, I, my time management flew out the window with COVID. So now I'm doing assignments at, you know, 11.56 a.m. or p.m. when I didn't have a class from, you know, 10 to like 6. Like I could have just done it then. But, um, yeah, I, I do not like it at all. Yeah, I think it's uh, even as for me uh, from the teaching standpoint, it's not been easy to do, to balance like remote versus like in school and then hybrid and, and, and what have you. Uh, so we'll just kind of wrap this up. Uh, if uh, hit me up with, so you brought up Messi earlier. So last little question, um, who do you, who do you try to, to uh, kind of build your game around? Like who do you think if you, someone said, Hey, Bryson reminds me of, this type of player who would be the one or two maybe you have a couple that you think of that this is what I like to kind of uh mirror my game around um definitely when I was younger like Neymar you know I loved a good step over a little Maradona you know I I just love taking people off the dribble you know body feints step overs anything I could Cruyff Ronaldo chops elasticos reverse elasticos so growing up that was that was it but as I moved to high school um, was physically couldn't manage to, you know, if I take more than two touches on the ball, I'd end up looking at the clouds. So I kind of adapted my game. And while that's still, you know, don't get it wrong, that's still in my bag. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll get you with the body faint here and there. But um, I've honestly started to mirror my game off of a lot of like Tiago from Bayern. Um, I feel like I got a decent ping on me. Um, I like kind of picking out passes, but I also just kind of like flowing, controlling, you know, if I get the ball and the link up the defense in the in the offense, you know, connect the midfield, just kind of be like a always like you give me the ball, I'm just support. Um, you know, I can make a play happen here and there, but you know, and I can I can pull some flashy, you know, uh curling through ball, but sometimes I'll just get the ball, keep it simple, you know, make a run, tell you where to go, always talking, just trying to be a leader out there. Um sim kind of similar to like Sergio Busquets. Um and like Tony Cruz is a big one. Um I know I said this at my senior speech, but Tony Cruz has one of the, the quotes that has resonated with me more than any other player I've ever heard. Tony Cruz said that um, the difference between good players and great players is that great players consistently play good. Um, consistently, is consistently is another word that, you know, it's like next play. It's just engraved in my, my head and my heart. So, um, I, yeah, Tony Cruz is a big one. You know, he's not, he's not known. He's not the, one, you know, when Ronaldo's on Real Madrid, he was not known for, you know, banging him home or, or, you know, setting Ronaldo up all the time. But when he got the ball, you knew he was going to make a good play. You know, sometimes it was just a 15-yard pass backwards. But who knows that 
Now he just opened up, you know, now the man's got to leave him. Maybe he's back open, gets it, one, two. You know, link up with Modric, link up with the other midfielders. So I just kind of wanted to be that player that was never a bad pass and that never consistently – that never – you know, I didn't have to play great. I didn't have to be our best player, but I could never play bad. Like, I always want to play good. So oh, Bryce and I, I appreciate you, big boy, for hopping on here with well, me and for – putting the idea in my head. I think that was one of the big things that I took away from this season was um, not just you, but all the other, other players when I was constantly texting and checking in and getting feedback, um, you were really good at like, Hey, this isn't working that well, or Hey, we really like this or how about putting so-and-so and on. So getting more feedback. And I learned as the season went on as a coach, not just because you were my son, but just for all the boys that are in the mix, um, getting your feedback is huge. So even when you just said, Hey, why don't you start getting some guests on? Um, you've kind of been the, the emphasis or the motivation to kind of reach out, um, and start this podcast going beyond just my voice and ideas. So yeah. thank you for hopping on. No and, problem. Uh, me. <laughs> so, Hey, this is Karen and Bryson Boyle coaches corner chat podcast. And we're out. Peace. <laughs>